Yes, so some good news coming in for the city with a lot of money due to, and a credit needs to be given where credit is due. The previous mayor put in a lot of the, uh, a lot of the levers, cut some of the red tape that has allowed us to get more shovels in the ground. And um, I, I did find it funny. Not funny. I, I th- that was the first thing that stuck out to me. It's like, wow, Olivia Chow made a lot of changes since June that led to this massive check coming in. Well, it turns out not necessarily, but, you know, she did keep those policies going. So credit to Olivia Chow as well. We also talked, however, about safety on the TTC with a viral TikTok, really warning women to be on on guard. Keep your earphones out of your ears and pay attention because there are some bad people with bad intentions uh, that seem to be getting more comfortable in our underground. And as Brad pointed out, the services can be the best in the world. But if someone doesn't feel safe, you will not get them out of their car. Doesn't matter. Because you know who's not, where I'm not going to get assaulted? In my car. And I'm speaking as a 47-year-old man. What about an 18-year-old girl? You think she's going to she, you think she's going to want to ditch Uber to uh, get on the subway and not feel safe? Doesn't matter. And the city needs to prioritize people's safety in order to get them to start using the TTC en masse in a way that will justify the expense that we put into building this thing. I think everybody wants world-class transit in Toronto. I think everybody deserves world-class transit in Toronto. And everyone would benefit from having more people on the subway. Everyone. I, as somebody who drives the majority of my life, I would benefit from having more people on the subway because that would mean fewer cars on the road. I think then, uh, you know, you've got and uh, cyclists would benefit as well. Fewer cars means fewer interactions with drivers. You'd have everyone from the environmental groups to drivers groups to t- pro- proponents of the TTC all excited again because the ecosystem would be in balance. But if the one thing preventing people from getting on the subway, despite historic investments in our public transit system, is safety, that's the one thing we can do something about. And I, I have to agree with Brad Bradford that if, in fact, the city has prioritized greeters over real safety measures that could be implemented immediately, well, that's a failure on the city's part. That's a failure by the mayor to not appreciate that the most direct line between public safety and um, the difference between public safety and people feeling uh, like their life is in danger is a cop or some sort of public safety professional. You know, somebody who just stands there and can direct you to a phone call or a hotline, that doesn't make you feel safe. That doesn't even make you feel more safe. So these are measures that could be taken and that if taken, I think would lead to an uptick in ridership. There are a lot of people in the city that want to take public transit, but they're increasingly not and they're increasingly making it uh, their default, their default setting to, to avoid the subway. We've got to change that. And we got to, and the best way to do it is to make people feel more safe. 
All right, it is. We're coming up on 710 uh, in the city of Toronto. And I'm very happy to be joined by Marit Stiles, the Ontario NDP leader. Uh, thank you very much, Ms. Stiles, for being here today. It's great to be here. Good morning. So I'm sure you listened uh, to Premier Ford's interview on this station uh, with John Oakley yesterday. And I'm sure you have a lot, a lot to say. <laughs> I did. I, I wasn't able to hear the whole thing, but I heard about all of it. Okay. And uh, yeah, I did. I did. I, I think it's good that he was doing the interview. We don't hear from him as much as I think Ontarians should sometimes. Well, let, let, let's talk about let's talk about the the dynamic between Queens Park and Toronto City Hall. There, see, the mm. the premier seems to be working very well with um, with the mayor, uh, even bringing a massive check uh, for the hard work that that's been going on in terms of getting shovels in the ground. Uh, to build more housing of all types in this city. Is this, um, is this a win for everyone? I think when, when, a, uh, a, mm-hmm. when a right-wing pr- premier and a left-wing yeah. mayor can find common ground, we should all, we should all find a reason to celebrate. <laughs> you know what? I, I agree with you, actually. I, I really do. I mean, I think, you know, I, I, as I travel around the province, I'm talking to a lot of people, and I know for sure, like, people do not... They want to see us working together. They really want us working together. You know, they want us getting things done and working across those party lines. Uh, and I think it's really important. And I really wish that the, the only thing I would say is, I look, first of all, Olivia Chow, you know, a progressive mayor coming in, getting things done. Yeah. It's great. Uh, but secondly, you know, I would really like Mr. Ford to do the same thing with everybody. Like, I think, you know, a lot of the issues that we've run into or he's run into, you know, in the last few years, we've kind of warned him about. He may not like that, but like sometimes we could actually work together and listen and listen a little bit more and actually not make the same mistakes and not find ourselves, you know, him, him mired in a lot of these scandals. We'd be a lot better off if we could actually roll up our sleeves, work together. I would love to do more of that. All right. Well, let's talk about an issue that you had yesterday uh, in in that legislature uh, as it related to fundraising, uh, okay. specifically the fundraising um, uh, by from private college execs at meet and greets for the progressive conservatives. Tell me what your issue is with this type of fundraising. Well, first of all, I mean, when you look, you have to kind of connect the dots back, right? The situation we're in with the colleges and the universities and all of the international students, uh, the fact that everybody's wondering, you know, how we're going to pay for everything now uh, and whether, you know, tuitions are going to have to go up. This is is really on the government, right? They made a decision. First of all, liberal and conservative governments made decisions not to fund colleges and universities well enough. Then they came in with legislation to uh, make it possible for these private, you know, corporate colleges to really take off. And and then guess what? Here we are in this situation where all these international students come in. It's a it's a bit of a mess. And the fact that the minister of colleges and universities, while she's in that role, is getting, you know, is having uh, fundraisers and events and getting a lot of donations from those very same private corporate colleges to her, like her campaign fund is a problem, I think. You know, to me, it's smacks of the same kind of cash for access issues that the liberal government had and that this, you know, premier and his government said they weren't going to repeat. And here we are again. And we saw it also last night, the minister of uh, mental health and addictions held a quote, mental health fixer, a mixer rather at a thousand bucks a pop. I mean, who, who on earth is going to go to that? Like, is that how we, is, is that the only way now that we can get some time with a minister? 
uh, to get things done. It, it's cash for access and it's not OK. But I, but I, I'm, I'm struggling to see what, what you call cash for access. Others might call simply um, in, invested citizens and, and people who have uh, professional priorities and they find alignment with a particular party. That to me is sort of the essence of mm. a, a, being an active, engaged and involved citizen. Uh, no, so, no, you, you can't look, you should be able to get a meeting. Uh, you got a concern. You should be able to get a meeting with your MPP. If you're an association, I meet with groups all the time who have you know issues, concerns, some things I totally don't agree with. Some things I, I may agree with, but they, they mean uh, that's what I do 90% yeah. of my time. And that's what ministers do too. This is different. But Ms. Right? Stiles, the, 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 impl- the implication is you can't meet any other way. Is there proof that they can't meet any other way? Well, I think that once you start to have um, a, 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 a minister and a government that are sending a clear message to Ontarians that if you want to get things done, you got to pony up the cash, that's a problem. And that's what we're seeing. When you have a mental health minister holding a, quote, mental health mixer at a thousand bucks a pop, you're sending a message to people that if you want access and things to be done, that's how you get it done. And we see it over and over again with a government that I got to remind you is under investigation by the RCMP, right? They're under criminal investigation. This ain't any government. This is a, a pattern with this government. Marit Stiles, we appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so much uh, and have a great Friday. You too. Thanks.